I am one of many people who became interested in the Bible and were open to the gospel because someone told me about Bible prophecy. I was absolutely taken back by the men I worked with in a business financial planning firm many years ago when they told me that Jesus is coming again. I did not know that. And then they explained to me all these prophecies about his first coming. I did not know that. And then suddenly, as um, I was rather skeptical, by the way, I was studying Edgar Cayce, the sleeping prophet, and major world religions, but I wasn't real interested in Christianity having been there, done that in one sense. And now my interest was piqued by what they were sharing with me. And then when I started to study what the Bible said about the future and what would happen in the world and that Jesus would return, now I wanted to read the Bible. Now I was open to the gospel. Bible prophecy encourages evangelism, and it is a tool for evangelism. By the way, can I ask you, how did you come to know Christ as Savior? Was prophecy a part of that? One guest we've had on the program many times is Ron Rhodes. And what's interesting is Ron Rhodes and his family, they were they were singers in Hollywood as a family. And they had a fairly prominent position playing late night programs and the like. And, and then Ron encountered a few people that shared with him Bible prophecy. And that got him interested in talk about an incredible path. He went from Hollywood to Dallas Seminary, having trusted in Christ after getting interested in the gospel because of Bible prophecy. And now here's Ron's written, he's probably close to 100 books at this point. All this because someone felt called of God, evangelism, to share the gospel, and to do so using, using prophecy as a tool. Now, if we look at Matthew chapter 24, we're going to see how Bible prophecy predictions about the future, made by the Lord Jesus Christ himself in Matthew 24, encourages evangelism, encourages us to do the work of evangelism. In Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 42, it says, Therefore, stay awake. Stay awake. In other words, don't fall asleep. Don't get apathetic. Stay awake. How many of us are awake? For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not had let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, what is the Lord saying to us? He's saying, be ready. That's obvious. Be ready because you don't know when I'm coming. Now, that's true of the rapture and those who operate in ignorance during the tribulation period. It'll also be true. But when it comes to the rapture, it could happen at any moment. Now, we can just kind of pull back a little bit and say, well, it's been almost 2,000 years. I'm going to chill out a little bit, do my thing, and which is it, it's spiritually insane when you consider the price he paid and bought us that we would live for ourselves and not for him. That makes no sense. And by the way, if that is your heart, I want you to examine your heart to make sure you know him. You know him as Savior, because if you know the price that he pays so that your sins are covered by his blood, and then you're just living for yourself, there is something wrong, hugely wrong. But what the Lord is telling us is when we're not sure when he's coming, we should be ready at all times. 
And then the Lord continues in verse 45, and he's going to draw a contrast between those who are on the alert already and those who are not. He says, who then is the faithful and wise servant? Can I ask you, do you know the Lord and are you a faithful and wise servant? That's an important question for all of us. Who then is the wise and faithful servant? whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. Now, it's obvious that true believers are those who have received, have been entrusted with the food that gives eternal life, the gospel that we are to present to people who are in tremendous spiritual need. And so he's entrusted that to us, to take care of his work, to take care of the proclamation of his truth. And if we are faithful, when he returns, reigns on the earth, he is going to place each and every one of us in positions of service while he reigns from Jerusalem. Imagine what that's going to be like. So it's not an idle question. It's, it's an important question. Are we being faithful? Are we serving the way that we're supposed to? Have we taken responsibility to present the truth as he hasn't given it to us? And then he draws a contrast. Now, the, what he's going to contrast with are either believers who are not living for him, or it could be they're simply professing believers who really don't know him. But he goes on and says, But if that wicked servant says to himself, Ah, my master's delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that service will come on a day when he does not expect him, and an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him in with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, that's a strong judgment to say the least. And an analysis of this would indicate he could be talking about those who are in a professing church but really don't know him, who really have not embraced the gospel for themselves. But you see the contrast. You can either be the faithful and wise servant who understands the gospel, has embraced the gospel, and now you're sharing it with others who need to know they can find forgiveness at the cross. Or we could be the wicked servant who doesn't really give thought to the idea that, hey, one day Jesus is coming back. They're not thinking along those lines. What they're thinking about is, well, just having a good time, party time. Go out and have a few drinks with, uh, with my friends. Get drunk. But the entire emphasis of what Jesus is teaching is that when we are really prepared for his return, we will live in light of that. And that comes to the area of evangelism, that he has told us to go and preach the good news. And if we think he could come today, we want to make sure that we today are preaching the good news. Now, we have some great examples of how Bible prophecy motivates and is a tool for evangelism. We find this in the book of Acts, especially Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 2, we have Peter speaking to the masses and he references what Joel said, the minor prophet Joel. And what he does is he actually quotes Joel, who is referring to the end times. 
And here's what Peter says as he leads into uh, quoting Joel. He says, but this is what you utter through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, declares God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire, vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Peter is giving them something they would know, the Jews, and that is the prophecy from Joel. And then he concludes it, by inviting them to call upon the name of the Lord, to believe in the Lord, to trust in him so that they could be saved as they anticipate the day in which the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Before the day of the Lord, the day of God's judgment, the day of God's direct dealing with Israel and the nations of the world, that great and magnificent day, and that's what we are looking for, that great and magnificent day. And we have reason to believe it could be soon. Are you ready? Are we wise and faithful servants? We're here to encourage you to be ready, to be prepared, as the Lord Jesus Christ may soon return.